0: Welcome to the Braving the Waves and Bridging the Gap podcast, stories of unsinkable resilience and resolving stigma. I'm your host, Michaela, and each week we explore stories with young people in our communities. You'll leave with a refreshing take on storytelling that will encourage you to venture deeper into and perhaps share your own story. Thank you so much for listening. That's a step in and of itself, and enjoy this week's episode. This week, Michaela speaks with Haley Hechtman, Unsinkable's Executive Director. Haley is a social impact leader who has dedicated her career to empowering people to see their potential. She has spent eight plus years leading social service organizations and is passionate about mental health, youth wellness, and taking a strength-based approach to community development. Some of her career highlights include founding the Yukon Distress and Support Line, establishing a collective impact strategy for Northern disability serving organizations, creating foundational training for frontline workers in the territories and becoming a thought leader for mental health in the workplace and inclusive hiring. She holds an honors degree in psychology from Queens University and a postgraduate certificate in nonprofit management from Simon Fraser University. Haley is also a contributing writer to KBI Inspire Magazine, a digital publication focused on youth mental health, and a coach for the Foreign Network for Change Rise on Boards program. In this episode, we reflect on body image, how stories move through time, finding joy, awareness of our mental energy consumption, and so much more. Enjoy. We are here with Haley, who is our wonderful executive director at Unsinkable, just joined us. And I am so excited to talk with you about your story and just, yeah, mental health journey, everything in between. Um, Yeah, welcome, I'm so happy you're here today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat further. Amazing. Well, I want to start kind of the same way I've started with most of our guests, which is your six word story, uh, because I think it's such a fun way to jump in and would love to hear as difficult as I know this is. um, (laughs) If you could tell your story uh, in six words, what would those six words be and why? Yeah,
1: so I gave this a lot of thought. And I slightly cheated. I have seven words, Um, but I went over like twenty drafts, and I could not get it down to six. So, I the six words that I think describe my story are: the outside never captures what shines within. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: to me, you know, as someone who has been through you know many different iterations of myself, and in particular struggled a lot around. Uh, food and body image, you know that reminder for me that everything that I am capable of, everything that I am, everything that I'm interested in or that I've struggled through, all of those things are representative of the inside of who I am and, and can shine through regardless of, of what it appears on the outside, what I'm seeing, what other people are seeing, um, and the world around me. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I thought of when I thought of those six words.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really, really beautiful. And it resonates absolutely with me. And I, oh, I've had some similar struggles for sure in terms of like body image and being an athlete and feeling like I had to look and feel a certain way in order to perform. And mm-hmm. uh, so that idea of like, what's within you um, is really what shines. I, I love that. And I would love if if there's a connection or if you've yeah segued it all between your six word story and the little kind of fun fill in the blanks i asked um you to fill in um if we can transition to that and if there's any yeah connection there i would love for you to read what you wrote for that and then yeah kind of chat about what what came up there in your your story and how that's all connected
1: sure Yeah, and this was such, these prompts were so great and so helpful in just even getting me to reflect myself on my own experience um, versus, you know, being able to express it out loud. It was really great self-reflective activity as well. So I can jump in to the prompts here. So I braved the waves when I finally stepped back and realized that despite all the validation I have received, all the compliments, all the what's your secrets and how did you do this? That my journey from a larger body to a smaller one led me to be the most insecure, most self-harming, and most critical, and the least myself version of me. It was with this realization that I made the choice to try another way and step into the unknown. And then I realized that my story bridged a gap between the expectation and the reality presented to me and everyone else of my generation in those past, around diet culture, around body image, and most of all, around what it means to be worthy. That my worthiness was not in how I looked, my size, my shape, but in my kindness towards others and towards myself. My my excitement for the small things, my laughter, my desire to create and to build connection and community. So now I share my resilience because I want to remind others that who they are is enough and that despite how we are socialized you cannot tell anything about how a person feels their health their satisfaction just by looking at them i want to create space for others who are confused by what they by why they feel shame despite all the congratulations to know that it's okay that even though the world is giving you confirmation that you're on the right path you're not wrong for questioning for questioning that and for loving yourself just as you are in this moment. I am unsinkable because I am full of complexity, I've evolved, I've grown, I've been my worst enemy, my closest friend, and the most distant stranger, and yet here I am, each day getting to know myself over and over again. And I resolve stigma by making sure that I surround myself with images of diverse humans, bodies, thoughts, to remind myself that nothing is ever as it seems, that confidence, beauty, and wisdom is all around us, and that the core essence of what makes us humans are the little scars, the flaws, the itty bitty moments that feel embarrassing, yet are universal aligning and have the capacity to bring us all together.
0: Oh, I'll take a moment and like, let myself absorb all of that because I, I can't tell you how much I needed I needed to hear those words, even though it's it's your story, and I I think that's what's so powerful about these conversations. Is yeah, how how much our stories really resonate with others, even though we can feel very alone in them. Like no two are ever the same, and yet you know we're so connected by them. Um, so thank you, thank you for those words. And like honestly, that was like a poem. I we could just end the episode right here, like boom, mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> um beautiful yeah and i'm actually very curious like because there's very similar themes in, you know your six word story and what you just shared um and your story that you shared with unsinkable as well um kind of if you have a process or way of like reflecting and kind of generating some of that language for um for sharing like those moments i know i've struggled with like How do I actually give words and voice to this feeling or experience that I've had in a way that's going to resonate with people either listening or reading? Um, So I'm curious about what that process was like for you. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question because, you know, it's funny. I I recently, you know, left uh, a previous role for this one with Unsinkable. And as I was leaving the team that I was working with, put together this huge pile of cards. And they're like, you have given us so many different cards over the years. We wanted to make sure that you had an equal number of cards that, <laughs> that you've given to us. And so words have never been a challenge for me. I think that's always a way that I've communicated with myself, even if I haven't been able to communicate some of those thoughts out loud, You know, writing has always been a way that I've connected back to myself and express myself with other people. But I think with, you know, sharing my story, a lot of it was even just around coming to terms with different versions of the story I've told myself along the way and Mm -hmm. how I wanted to make sure that I was honest. You know, I think back to sharing my story with Unsinkable and even sharing today, you know, I think it's so important that people are aware that nothing is ever linear. And I really want to emphasize that, that, you know, Just because we hear a story from beginning to what feels like a potential end, it isn't an end. You know, there's not just now I'm good and none of these thoughts will ever come back into my mind. I think that's uh, not realistic and not part of the human experience. And so for me, it's really capturing what's worked well for me, where I've stumbled and also where I'm still growing and learning, because I hope... The way I interpret my story today is not the same way I interpret it five years from now, because then I wouldn't have learned very much about myself along along the way. And so, yeah, making sure I'm honest with myself, I think, is an underlying part of how I go about this process.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's a that's really, really good segue into one of the questions I wanted to ask you, which is like thinking about, you know, different stages of your life and how you might have shared your story differently at those different stages? Um, Maybe, you know, thinking middle school or so, how Mm -hmm. how would you have told your story then versus how you told it now? Yeah, I, you know, for me, I
1: thought a lot about that question of, you know, how I would share it in the past, the present versus the future. And for me, it's changed a lot over the last few years, I think back to middle middle school or you know high school, and who I thought I was then, and who I think I am now have changed so so much. Even you know the value that I take from how I show up in the world. I I recently. Have started spending more time on my own and if you asked me if that was something that would be enjoyable to me 10 years ago i probably would have said no that was my worst nightmare <laughs> of spending you know a whole bunch of time on my own but i've learned that it's really helped me to to recharge and process mm-hmm. um you know i would say that when i was in my darkest place. And that's kind of what I thought of when I thought of how I shared my story in the past was probably when I was the most prideful with how I shared my story. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it would have been a time where, you know, I quote unquote, celebrated my success, I used to, you know, post photos, and I wrote a couple of articles. And I even was in a magazine at one point for, you know, losing all of this weight. And I at that Mm -hmm. time, had this, superiority, I think, in my, my mindset that I really regret now that I look back on it, but it's been, you know, part of my evolution that I thought I had cracked some kind of code at that time with my body before I recognized, you know, where I was and and how much I was struggling. And I didn't understand why it would be hard for other people. And then, you know, years after, you know, going through and starting recovery, I recognized that I wasn't okay. And, that I had been consumed by so much, you know, anxiety and self-loathing and I was putting that out in the world. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, I would love the chance to go back and tell that younger version of myself, you know, that I'm worthy and that, you know, things will change, your body will change, the way you look changes, the way, you know, you spend your time will change, but that the most joyful and beautiful pleasures in life were the things that you were missing at a time when you were focusing completely in the wrong area. And i that's the thing I always you know, reflect on the most of how much joy um, and fun I lost out at, at that time because I was so fixated in this other place. And so, yeah, I would want to go back and tell myself to enjoy those moments and to think about where the memories are going to be you know, 10, 15, 20 years down the road.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Oh, just <laughs> makes you wish you could really talk to your younger self, huh? Yeah. <laughs> goodness. And I mean, it's so helpful though, to bring them along um, in everything that, that you do. And I, I forget who said it once, but like, even just putting a picture of your younger self, like up on your mirror and the sea in the morning, like, And think about, you know, what would you tell them or what would they need to hear? And then telling that to yourself in the present day. That's so powerful. And I'm glad that you've been able to reflect on that and think about it that way. And kind of along the same lines of like celebrating yourself. I'm curious, you know, you've written about some of the people in your life who kind of stood by you through all of those transitions um, and saw you for who you were. Um, despite you know everything that you're going through and wrestling with, and putting those people kind of in the front of your mind, how do you think they would celebrate or what would they say to celebrate you and everything that you've advocated for and done um, and written thus far about your story and mental health? Yeah, you know, one of the most impactful
1: moments for me, it was actually after I shared my story, my mom said to me that, you know, by me sharing my story, it made her want to do the same. And I think that was such a beautiful celebration of someone hearing my experiences and saying, actually, you know, I, I've never had that conversation, even with the close people around me, let alone in a public format, I want to be able to create that space for myself. And actually, you know, on my birthday, This year, I got a chance to sit down with her and we recorded an interview of her story and mine and how the two of them intersected. And, you know, not only did that experience give her, you know, space to feel safe and encouraged to share her story, but it also helped to bond the two of us because there was a lot in common between what we'd experienced. And obviously, some of it we were experiencing at the at the same time and some of the things that she had been through you know really shaped my thinking and how i walked through the world and so yeah i think that was probably for me the ultimate form of celebration was seeing her feel freed um through me sharing my story giving her the permission to do the same
0: for herself yeah that's amazing and i, oh, I that you reminded me i need to go and listen to that interview because that's wonderful and i think we really do forget sometimes especially in advocacy and mental health like when you get deep in the weeds of that um and sharing your story and the like um you forget how much it impacts people like Mm -hmm. how much you're actually reaching and helping people whether they're in your kind of close circle um or not and it's nice to reflect on that sometimes and be like yeah wow like i have reached certain person or a certain message is really resonating. Um, And I think that's especially beautiful, yeah, that you had that kind of connection with with your mom. That's, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Funny.
1: And I think on that too, you know, obviously there's so much power in sharing your story, you know, with a broader audience and people that you don't know, but sometimes it gives people you do know a chance to get to know you better because yeah. they wouldn't necessarily have asked those questions or they wouldn't know those intimate moments or they wouldn't know how you were thinking in a moment where they were literally sitting across the table from you. And yet, they only see their their side through, you know, their own their own view and their own vantage point. And so, getting to read the story of someone close to you I think can also be super powerful in igniting this deeper sense of understanding for who they are.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, so true and something, yeah, I know I've got to get better at in a lot of ways because the people you spend more time with, I think it's almost harder in some ways mm-hmm. to share with them because totally. there's a much more like built idea um, or like constructed idea of who you are and kind of how you carry yourself and go about your day to day and to open up is like, yeah, it's uh, it's breaking down that mold a little bit. Um, amazing I want to transition a little bit just because I'm mindful of our time um, and do uh, or try out this kind of idea of a live story generation Mm -hmm. Uh, so more or less I'm just going to kind of guide you through a couple of prompts and we're going to see if we can bring it to life for our audience um, and then maybe chat a little bit afterwards okay let's try it amazing amazing (laughs) okay so the start. Um, where are you during this story? Like physical location, weather. Are you inside, outside? Kind of. Yeah. Get kind us of situated. So, in this particular story, I'm thinking of.
1: I'm in the bathroom, in my old apartment. My feet are on the floor. I'm looking in the mirror. That is kind of where I am. I was at the time living
0: in in Whitehorse. Okay. And is it daytime, nighttime? First thing in the morning, just hopped out of bed. First thing in the morning. Okay. And what time of year is it? Cold? Like, what's our weather kind of going like? Well, it was usually cold there. But <laughs> at
1: this point, it was fall. Uh, just starting to get a bit colder. And, uh, yeah, snow probably any day now at this point.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I should have known that. it's has got to be cold up there. Yep. <laughs> and... Five senses, let's explore those a little bit. So, what do you see, hear, taste, touch, smell kind of in your immediate surroundings in this story?
1: Yeah, so I see my reflection in the mirror. Like I said, I'm in the bathroom looking in the mirror. I hear the sound of the tap running as I'm brushing my teeth and I'm scraping my tongue. Um, I hear the overhead fan in that bathroom, that loud, kind of annoying (laughs) fan sound. I taste the sharpness of toothpaste, and I smell the rose water toner that I've just sprayed on my face
0: a couple moments ago. Amazing. And you said you're alone, so you're in the bathroom. You're alone. Um, What happened right before this story or this moment?
1: So as I said, it's first thing in the morning, so my alarm went off. I woke up from a dream. Um, And then I slowly kind of zombie-like made my way from the bed down the hallway, cold floor on my feet into the
0: bathroom. Okay. And what happened right after this moment? So after being in the bathroom, brushing your teeth, um, yeah. Well, right after
1: the moment, I uh, I walked out and took – all the thinking that I had in the moment before with me and and started to plan out my next steps. Okay. And next steps being. Yeah. So in the moment in the bathroom, um, I was having a pretty big flood of intrusive thoughts and, you know, I'm surrounded at that time by a sea of words, all, you know, lots of numbers and the foods that I had the day before. And I start at the beginning with my breakfast and make my way through the full day. And then I start over again. And this loop kind of goes on and on and on in my mind. um, And I lose count of time. And so the next steps, once I've realized this in the moment, um, is how do I interrupt these thoughts? How do I you know, change the way that I'm responding because I can't spend this amount of time in this constant loop of yeah. of
0: obsessive reflecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I totally just realized I went to after before in the moment. So sorry about that. All good. <laughs> um, okay. And aside from kind of a lot of that rumination kind of coming up, um, is there anything else you're thinking either in that moment or the after, I think, maybe a little bit more specifically. Yeah. Well,
1: I think, you know, one of the big thoughts that went through my mind was, you know, why can't I let this go? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, trying to interrupt the pattern and really start to analyze not just the data that's circulating in my mind, but the rationale for it. And I think that was, you know, when I think back to this Particular moment in this story, you know, that was a big catalyst for me in recognizing that I was struggling. Um, you know, it wasn't how I looked; it wasn't you know the activities I was doing. It was really that I just couldn't get out of this loop. And when I finally something clicked in my mind of this is not helping me, <laughs> and I need to dive deeper into why this is happening. That is really where you know the the big impetus for you know, identifying that I was going through, you know, disordered eating and taking the next steps towards recovery really took place
0: after that moment. Yeah, yeah. And it it just goes to show too, I think, how such a seemingly small moment in time can have so much power and Mm -hmm. change how we think about things. And just, you know, you never know when you're going to have that, like, I hesitate to call it an aha moment, but like where you have that moment of realization. And I know my initial prompt when I asked you to bring a story was thinking about one kind of in between the moment Mm -hmm. of your greatest struggle and when you started to go down that path of healing. So I'm curious to know why you chose that particular moment. And I guess, yeah, more broadly looking back at it now, how those two kind of things were connected um, that Mm -hmm. And then as you move forward into healing. Yeah, you know, I would say
1: I thought about it, you know, where where was the connecting point or where was a memory that I had between the pain and, you know, working towards um, some form of recovery. And that's the thing that just came to my mind was that moment where I recognized that something was wrong. I think before that I was struggling but i didn't really fully accept that that's what was happening i just you know pushed it to the side pushed it to the side you know this is probably fine this is not you know i rationalized it quite a bit before that moment but it was in that moment where i couldn't get out of the loop that i felt compelled to dive in deeper and try to understand okay clearly there's something that's not okay and i can't get out of this so i need to find a way to reshuffle what's happening in my mind and and move into some kind of stage where this is not the sole thing that occupies all of my mental energy. It was just when I was so tired because that was where all my mental energy was going mm-hmm. that I finally you know started to accept that
0: that's what was going on for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for for sharing and for being vulnerable and allowing us to walk into that moment with you um and bring it back to life. And I I kind of I say this often, but I it's because it's so true. Like sometimes looking back on those moments is really like picking a scab and, you know, looking into our past can be more painful than the experience in some cases in the first place. So just thank you um for yeah, for going into that moment again with everyone and helping us kind of walk there a little bit with you um, and see pleasure. your moment, yeah, um, towards healing, which is, which is wonderful and I'm so happy and glad that um, you've continued on that path. So thank you. Um, final kind of question is really just if there's anything <laughs> else you'd like to share, whether that's like a piece of research that you're really passionate about um, or a message, for anyone listening, again, our our audience is primarily youth, although there's a, there's a lot of other folks listening as well. Um But yeah, I'll leave it kind of open for you to share any final message or anything you're passionate about that you want to highlight.
1: Yeah, you know, for me, as I mentioned earlier, and with the six words, it's really important to recognize that you cannot tell anything about someone from the way that they look. And you know, piece of research that I find really fascinating and there's tons of of new information coming out all the time is just around the misconceptions that exist around eating disorders and, you know, only 6% of people with eating disorders are actually, you know, underweight, so, you know, what someone's body looks like is not at all predictive of what they're experiencing or how healthy they are or how unhealthy they are. And so, I just really challenge people to be conscientious that if you have people in your life who maybe they've they've changed some way substantially, maybe, you know, they've they're now in a larger body or they're now in a smaller body, not to make assumptions and not to kind of reach out and Especially if someone has gone from a larger body into a smaller body, being aware of how how it's not necessarily helpful to comment on that or to make you know judgments of uh, congratulations or ask people their secrets because you do not know what they might be struggling with. And so, I really encourage us to move to a space where we're validating who someone is and what they you know what they're capable of and the kind of person that they show up with as and the traits that they have uh, versus the way that they look so
0: amazing thank you so much and such an important point I honestly feel like we we don't need to make comments about a lot of things that we do um and it's so important to be mindful of that especially you know considering Mm -hmm. people's stories and how it connects to anything you say you know words can hurt so being mindful is so important so thank you so much for your time and your energy and vulnerability and all of it today um i know that this is going to resonate so much with everybody listening um definitely it's hitting me and i'm like trying to allow myself to soak it all in um so yeah thank you so much thank you for listening to this week's episode of the braving the waves and bridging the gap podcast you can find much more information about this week's storyteller resources, and related links in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, leave a review, and follow us on socials. And lastly, don't ever forget that you are unsinkable. Just being here, listening, helps you swim and keep your boat afloat. Thanks everyone.